Bears Night in Chicago on the Black and Abdallah Show. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, and we're now joined by former Bears great linebacker Lance Briggs. What's up, Lance? What's going on, fellas? Well, yesterday's game was crap, but uh, everything else is good. Yeah, um, you know, I, I saw some. There, there, there were some positives. I saw some good yeah, things. Yeah, I, I see some positives. I see your. Oh, uh, we're doing this. Your, we're doing this. Oh, we're going right your, into it, huh? No, I'm just saying. We, we were listening this morning to Cap and Jay Hood, and they were yes. like, "We got to talk about the letter grades." Sylvie wanted us to bring it up to you as yeah, well. Of so let, let, letter grades. Let's go into it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's. How about we start with the grades that we probably will agree with. All okay. right, let's start with let's start with the defense. Yes. Okay. All right. Was that not the best effort and and best play that we've seen from our defense all year? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm with I you. will okay. agree yeah. with that. Yes. All right. Totally. Um, every week I talk about uh, they they ask me who the who the 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 uh, player should the, the the player of the week should be. Sure. And I say Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. Yeah. Mostly most of the time I say Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. Um, our linebackers played the best that our linebackers have played all year. Okay? And when our linebackers play that way, we can make up for some of the some of the 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 inconsistencies we're going to get from our defensive line. Okay, if we get our linebackers flying around and flying to the ball, mm-hmm. you know, taking the ball away and 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 all those good things. Um, and I saw that yesterday. Uh, um, and for me, it starts it starts in the in the in the meeting room. Starts in the meeting room. It starts with the coaches. It starts with the the habits that are being formed. I didn't see these habits being formed in week one. I see these habits being developed, and now in in what week five or six. Now I see I see a team that is being coached with the right habits. And defensively, offensively, if we if we come to each game with the right attitude and the right effort, we have a chance to win. So how long does it take? Because there's a lot of new guys on this defense. That, thank you. There's a lot of new guys on the offense. Yes, there are. There's a lot of new guys. And also the past couple of weeks, a lot of backups in there too making starting roles. And I think you saw it in the Commanders game, the secondary completely beaten up. They played really well. Yep. How long does it take for you guys as a locker room and as a unit as the defense to all of you? Because you guys are doing, you know, during practice, you guys, your linebackers are working somewhere. Yeah. The, the line is working somewhere else. The DBs are working somewhere. Like, how long does it take for you guys to come together as a cohesive unit? This is, you know what, I was thinking about this uh, today uh, after I was on this morning. Um, you know, everybody, everybody looks at professionals and they say, okay, man, you guys are professional. You can put, the, put a team together and then you guys all have a certain skill set, so it should work. Right. Okay. Now, if you go, we go back. And remember, you remember the dream team from Philadelphia. Remember the dream yeah. team? Oh, they yeah. put all these guys yeah. together, Bunch of stars, and they yeah. said, "Man, this is the team." And you know, I don't even know if they made the playoffs that year. You know, it's just one of those deals where, I, when I look at the 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 situation when 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 Lovey took over at Chicago, Lovey took over at Chicago, the pieces that were in place defensively. Um, it, we were lucky. We were lucky to have the pieces that were in place. You know, we had a Pina, we had a Brian, you know, who, who, a veteran Brian. You know, we had a Mike Brown, we had a, uh, uh, I don't know if I, yeah, I said Pina, but, it, uh, and then the first draft pick was Tommy Harris. The, 
the pieces for what was necessary was there. At every level. At every level. Right. You know, you had the right veterans, you had the right youngsters, um, and it was a great cohesive group. So we can put pieces together right now, but it doesn't mean if it's it doesn't mean that we're lucky enough to have the pieces that are that are ready to rock right now. Right. And and for me, we put together a, a hell of a defensive backfield, but we haven't put together the right defensive line, the rushmen that we need yet mm-hmm. to, 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 to complement. And it really, it's, it's rush and cover, not cover and rush. You know, so there are things that, there are pieces that still need to be put in place. You know, because the follow-up what Adam was asking you about is, I, I wonder, you know, at the start of your career, the early 2000s, I feel like training camp in the off-season was kind of approached with a different mindset than it is today, but also... I, I think some teams kind of approach a 17-game schedule with, you know, we'll figure it out in the first month, and yeah. then and then we'll really get after it in October and November uh, from maybe <laughs> a um, endurance standpoint yeah. and, and uh, physicality standpoint. Yeah. Do you see that as someone who went through it in kind of like a different era at some points? I've honestly not. I have not been to a training camp to see exactly what's happening. I only know what people have been telling me about it. I know that after a year off of, of football or whatever, you know, that, that off-season off of football, even with the summers and, and everything that you're doing um, in OTAs, when football season comes around, when training camp comes around, it's, it's hey, I'll, I'll look over at Olin Crutes and say, hey, strap your stuff up. Like, strap it up because we're hitting today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm – I need to get back to what we we like. I, I need to know how the, you know this this feeling of us banging around. I need to, I need to, I need this today. Sure, you know. And so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that's the thinking. I, I assume that's the way all linebackers should think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if linebackers today are like, well, fellas, we're tackling, but it's a safe tackle. You know what I mean? Like I don't so. Bring me down slowly. Yes. (laughs) I I wonder if some of that plays into putting together a new group and a lot of new faces in the locker room is that, you know, you don't really hit as much as players used to. And and so then you get off to a slow start and you're trying to find your defense. It's not really that surprising to me is that now we're in week six and heading towards week seven where, oh, the defense is starting to look better. The first couple of weeks, they missed a lot of tackles and missed assignments, and things weren't quite in the direction that we kind of expected. And it shouldn't be that to me. It, it just shouldn't be that. Oh, it way. hurts your soul. I can it see does, it. It does. Oh, it, listen, it, Eddie Jackson told us last week they're one of the top teams in missed tackles. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. They're, they're not hiding he, from he it. He fully admitted like, he, it. Last they're week. not hiding from it. They know it. And and that's you know, <laughs> you ask any coach talk about uh, you know you practice how you play you know and and. and and I'll dispute that a little bit, but from that first day in training camp, when what what you're trying to 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 emulate or you're trying to to the habit that you're trying to get back in, into play is the habit of this is there are so many things that that happen in a in a play in a few seconds in a, in a, in a, a eight second play there's so many things that happen that you have to you have to do you have to you have to take on a block. You have to disengage on that block. That guy's trying to finish you, and if you can get a help, get 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 him off, and then get to the tackle. If the tackle may not happen the way that you want, but you might be leaning and falling this way. You <laughs> right. might have to click his heel just to get him down. Those are the things that you have to do. 
you know? And so if you're not doing those things leading up to the first game, what are you really preparing for? Well, and that's why I think, you know, the first few weeks of the season, it looked like they were generating pressure, but they weren't able to get home. Like, Baker Mayfield was able to escape pressure. Russell Wilson was able to escape pressure. And then it finally came together against the Commanders. Like, they got to Sam Howell a couple times. Especially towards the end when they had the bigger leagues. You could pin your ears back and really get get going. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like yesterday, yeah, I mean, it was fine, but... They didn't really get to Kirk Cousins at all. Like, he was still back there patting the ball a little bit and being able to do it. They got, I think Justin Jefferson not being out there was yeah. huge for them. But this is a team that, I mean, if you look at the numbers, they're 29th against the pass, but they're 8th yeah. against they – can, they can stop the run. They're 8th against the rush this yes. year. The, well, you know, the, the thing about not being able to get to the pass, we – when you look at our personnel, our personnel isn't the personnel that's – that we, everybody, we're not world beaters. And I don't know what everybody's expectation is, was mm-hmm. going into this season, you know, but it should be somewhere similar to what mine is. And is and that's – we're probably – we're fighting to possibly make a wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. You know we're, I mean? with, we're with if you. We're yeah. Lucky, yeah. If yeah. we're lucky, if we're lucky, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Competitive the, team in the middle. Right. And hopefully things go your way in December. Right, right, right. You know – uh, and, and and so with that being said, you know, and, and you look at even looking at the the Lions from from last year, Lions didn't make the playoffs last year, but they were they were fighting. You know, what I mean, when you watch them in every game, you're like, this team comes to play every week. They might be unfortunate, unfortunately losing some of these games, a lot of the games that they should be winning, but the the and that's where and and to me that's where the coaching comes in. I didn't see this in the first three weeks, but I have seen that in the last. Uh, two two and a half games. That for you guys, so you guys know, played a big part into <laughs> my plus. coaching grade. A plus. Okay, so an A plus. Uh, a plus uh, so defense. so we're covering the positives. Yeah. What else was on on the? Uh, so uh, let's go through. Uh, offense got a B. Offense got a B. Okay. All right. All right. Be better or what? what be- I was generous. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's a generous grade. I gave a generous grade to the offense and to coaching, all right? Um, And offense, I gave a generous grade because um, um, they rushed extremely well. Mm -hmm. They rushed the ball extremely well. Maybe if they would have continued to rush, um, the outcome would have been a little bit different. I believe that if Justin Fields would have stayed healthy, we would have found a way to win that game. um, and, I, and and that's against what a lot of people might, might have thinking, might, might have thought because of. I heard you say that this morning. I agree yeah. with you. I, yeah. I think the way the balance of the game entering the fourth quarter, there was an opportunity there, and the momentum was on the side of the Bears. Absolutely, and that's what and that's what I'm watching. And, and you know, we talk about the the snaps. I know the snaps were off, and he was you know the, he was using his athleticism to get some of these snaps yeah. because some of those snaps really kind of killed the, the plays. Uh, and then you put uh, Lucas Patrick in, and and they get a great drive down because the snaps were there. You know, maybe that's something that happens with Justin there. He gets a great snap, and we and we do the same thing. I just, to me, it was uh, it was one of those deals where I thought had he have stayed in, he would have uh, he would have championed a, a drive and just like just like uh, uh, Badgett did, and we would be happy, you know, because sure. he's coming off two weeks. Coming off two weeks of, 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 of career 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 passing yards or yeah. career QBRs, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, there's something to be said there. Uh, special teams a minus. I mean, my biggest problem with special teams is, is like the rules now dictate like you get the ball to 25. It's like, true. 
Velas, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Just let it go. <laughs> All right. So were you guys, were you like me in the beginning where I was cussing Velas out? Yeah. And then yes. as the game went on, I was like, oh, that's why. Uh, yeah. That's but why you're still on the squad. I guess. But couldn't someone else do that? Couldn't Scott kind of do that? Scott's supposed to be really fast. fast. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I want to know who on the staff. Like he hasn't. Who, he hasn't changed games. You played with correct. someone that changed no doubt. games, yes. right? No doubt he was there. Hester was at the yeah, game. I know. He, no he doubt got, about. He got I the wish you would have been loudest, there. The loudest <laughs> applause yesterday was when uh, Devin spoke to the crowd in for one of the cheers that they do uh, during timeouts. Mm-hmm. But like, he changed games. Absolutely. Bayless Jones is kind of just there. Yeah. He's not really a difference maker. He, that's how I felt. That's how, that's kind of how I felt about him. Um, he did do some things. I thought he, I thought he he played well in special teams yesterday. Do I think it was well enough for me to 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 be a Bellis fan? No, sure. You know, no, especially not over the last couple of years, and he's been here. But they blocked a, a PAT. Mm-hmm. There was a PAT yes. blocked. I thought special teams showed up. So there was nothing. There was nothing for me to t- to say. Special teams should be anything less than an A. So, the, so the guys this morning they went after you because it's just such favorable and grading. Is that, is that it in the yeah. coaching? Coaching got an A. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna? Can you? Can I turn in some of my uh, <laughs> my high school chemistry papers? We're, to we're you the to show for you. <laughs> yeah. I if mean, anyone turned in bad work, it was yeah. the two of us. <laughs> I'll tell you this: if you did, if I were, if I were a teacher in in high school right now, all right. Listen, I would make sure that if you weren't ready to turn your paperwork in, okay. you turn it in when you're ready, okay? Yeah, listen, I mean, deadline, right? right? The deadline's right. the deadline. I'm not going to deadline you, okay? All right? I know Before, unfortunately, else. I think Coach Bluce is hoping for extensions on the deadline. <laughs> right, 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 right. Noon Sunday comes around the corner, and, and I don't know like, if oh, the man, Bears are prepared. turn all this stuff in. You know, watching the game yesterday, it just felt like they weren't ready at noon. You were someone that, that put the helmet on. You were out there on the lakefront for many Sundays. Yes. You were ready. Yeah. Why does this team consistently start games, like, completely lackadaisical? They're not ready to go. Okay. What's that about? All right, so let's, 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 let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about the first three plays, okay? First play, um, everybody's, he's, everybody's at, um, um, what's our OC's? Luke Getzi. Luke Getzi's, yeah. Everybody's at Luke Getzi's head because the first play, you know, there's a guy let loose. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next two plays right. produce first downs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're talking about the first couple of plays of the game, we actually we actually land on the on the positive side of it. We actually land on the positive side of it. Uh, there were there were a lot of situations that went on in the game. Now, when you when you talk about a, a playing against a Brian Flores, Brian Flores is going to bring a whole bunch of different type of blitzes, and he's going to put a lot of guys up. There were times where he had he had eight nine guys up on the line of scrimmage, and he dropped dropped the rest of them. You know, um, that to me says that there should be uh, there should be automatic um, um, short routes. You you beat you beat. Uh, uh, you beat, you beat um, um, blitzes or blitz coverages or blitz formations with quick throws. Right. All right. Then you once you once you complete those big big throws, then you back them up and you make them respect that. You respect you. Um, that's not something that I saw because I, you know, in gun I saw um, I saw Justin still holding the the ball a bit, 
you know, whether he should have got the ball out or not, there were still some called plays that were five-step drops. And to me, when you have him playing against a quarterback or, or a defense coordinator like this, ball needs to come out fast. Well, we saw it, I think, last week against the Commanders where when Fields would have normally taken a sack, right? Like he does that, that you know, five-step drop, seven-step drop, whatever it is. He's dropping back and doesn't see anything. The pocket starts to collapse. He threw it away. It looked like yesterday he wasn't willing to throw the ball away. Like they had that first design run call, and then the second play he ran himself, and it looked like he just did the, ah, oh, crap, and just did the, I got to go do this myself again. Well, it's, you know what it's like? Like he reverted almost. You, you know what it's like? It's like that um, it's, it's the movie where the asteroid was coming, and they sent the, the drilling crew out. Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. They oh, yeah. sent the drilling crew out, <laughs> and, and he's waiting. Yeah, he's like, we just need one more second. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for it. He's always waiting for that one more second for his guy to get open so he can get there. Mm-hmm. And it puts a lot of pressure on the guys that are blocking in front of him. As you're asking a lot of them, and, and, and you don't have a lot of – this isn't a, a, a line, an offensive line that's riddled with first-round draft picks. Yeah. You know, this is very new line, and we, we rarely get to see them at full force. Well, and to Chris's point about being ready to play the football game, Chris and I use Lovey Smith all the time. We give games the this-would-be-a-Lovey-Smith game mm. moniker, right? Like, mm. you're a dog at home mm-hmm. to a division opponent, like, we weren't in those locker rooms, but we have a feeling what Lovey would have said to you guys in oh, yeah. those locker rooms. When, when people doubted you guys, you always showed up. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was something like- that was impressive to watch as a fan because you knew there was some heart there. They, we knew that the unexpected was possible. Right. It seems like what has happened with this team, especially under Eberflus, is that they've been underestimated. They've been the, the underdog many times, and they kind of play exactly to how Vegas assumes they will getting blown out of games, not covering spreads, mm. not really showing up. You guys had a fight. And, I, and that's one of the things that really kind of bothered me about this team in game one, you know, and, and that's, the, that's, that's part of the reason why coaching has got, got an A. You know, like I said, it's a little generous, a little generous, <laughs> you know, but, I, but to me I see a different fight in them over the last couple of – last two and a half weeks. You know, that's two and a half weeks as opposed to the first, the first two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just didn't see an effort team in week one. I didn't see an effort team in week two. And like I said, these, these aren't the Chicago Bear world beaters. All right, we know that we're, this is a, it's a slow process. It's a very slow process of bringing in the right pieces so that we can become a, 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 a championship team. And not just a championship team, but a, a team that can achieve championships for years to come. A championship competing team mm-hmm. is what's more important. I believe that the Bears have been set back way too many times. We've been set back way too many times, you know, and we're in a position that we've never been in before. And we have to take advantage of this. We can't screw this up. You know, uh, you were this morning when you were on with Cap and J. Hood, must listen to radio every Monday morning, and you do a great job on the pregame show as well with Sylvia and Dion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the, towards the end of the show, I wouldn't say it was a rant, but you kind of gave a, a speech about – how losing sucks. This sucks, what we've seen, and how it needs to be better. Uh, I, I'm impressed that a former player cares that much yeah. about his franchise. Because like, listening to it, that's exactly what I want yeah. from our team. I'll tell you, you know what? I, there was a day, there was a, a practice we had. I, was, I, was, I know I was a little older, I, and, and Bob Babbage was my football coach, and I was hurt that day. You know, and, and so 
they wouldn't put the red jersey. I wouldn't let them put the red jersey on me. You know, the red jersey says, don't touch them. You can't do it. You know, I wouldn't let them put that on me. And we were in, uh, and we was defensive period. And one of the plays that, I don't know who we were playing, but one of the plays that we were playing, the the running back was going to run a wheel route, okay? And so before the play, you know, Bob kind of says, he's like, listen, just, he's like, just, just jog. Like, you don't have to, we know, just show us that you know what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And in the play, I didn't know it was coming, but he ran the real route because he ran the real route, and I just didn't want to be beat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm not going to let you just beat me, you know? And so I, I sprinted, you know, and fought for the fought for, fought to, for a PBU. And when I came off, he was like, you just can't help yourself, huh? <laughs> you know, and that's how I want to feel like each football player should be. Like, you, sh- you just can't help yourself mm-hmm. to compete. When, when there's another guy that's in front of you with a football uniform on, like, he wants to beat you, you want to beat him. How in the world would you ever feel like, I'll, I'm going to let you win this one? You know, I'm not going to give as much. Like, you got this one. I, I gave this one to you. I don't understand that, that frame, thought, frame of thought. Yeah, that mindset. And that's why you're the best. Lance Briggs, yeah, he's why with Chase us. Claypool would not make the team if Lance was coached. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. It's Bears Night in Chicago. We're drinking Miller Lite. We're talking with Lance Briggs. We'll be back with more Bears conversation coming up next. Live from 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, Bears Night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite and Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Drinking Miller Lite, it's Black and Abdallah, weeknight, six day, here on ESPN 1000, and we have Bears legend Lance Briggs in the house hanging out with us this evening. Lance, let's talk some quarterbacks. Now, the Bears have announced today that uh, there was an MRI done on Justin Fields' dislocated thumb. Yep. Uh, they didn't say what the results are, but he's doubtful for this week against the Raiders. Right. And they said that we'll kind of play uh, the week out and see and figure out whether or not surgery was not ruled out. Uh, but he's doubtful at the moment. Uh, outside of the injury, how would you say Justin has kind of handled this season so far today? Do you, do you think that he's developing in the way that we should expect a quarterback in his third season to develop, or are you expecting a little more from Justin Fields at this point? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's coming off of his two career, career week games. You know, I don't know how much better a quarterback can play by than having two career games. Uh, you know, and one where where there were mistakes that caused the, you know, there, mis- there were costly mistakes, and the other he cleaned up those costly mistakes. Um, it's it's always going to be this way. You know, it's going to be this way. Like it's it's football is not a it's not an it's not exact. You know, and and the things that that make one team strong, you know isn't always the reason why this team wins. You know, that's why I say it's any given Sunday. So um, if, if, if you're saying, do I like the way he's progressing, um, yes. Could it be better? Yes. You know, but everything can be better. You know, we're, he's, he's, it's not like he's surrounded by the, 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 the greatest uh, Bears team that we can put together. We're not there yet. We're not, you know. Um, and I think when I when I when I think of Justin Fields, I think of uh, of of, our, of the situation that we're out we're we're coming to in this off season. And I think everybody's thinking about that, you know. And 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 we, I I always use this term microwave success. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
microwave success would say, all right, let's get rid of him, let's get rid of the coaches, and let's get Caleb Williams, let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay? Now, the one thing that we don't have right now is we can't we don't do a we don't do a great job of protecting our quarterback. All right, we can run the ball. We can definitely run the ball, mm-hmm. but we can't get to the quarterback in uh, consistently on defense, and um, we don't stay in our gap. We don't stop the run very well on defense. Okay, so that being said, why would we go get those players? And those aren't the major holes that we're fit, that that we're missing. The major holes that we're missing right now are on the offensive defensive line. Okay, we fixed those. We fixed that right there. We put premier guys there. Then the guys and the the skill guys can can begin to flourish. At what point do you start to say the injuries for Justin are becoming more than just fluky? Like that he's becoming more injury prone. I mean, this is he's had injuries almost every year. He's had he was missed time last year. He missed time at the end, middle of the year, end of the year. He's going to miss. We don't know. It could be a week. It could be six. It could be eight. I mean, like I don't know if there's a fair. You like to say someone's injury prone because again, you talk about hey, we can't, we can't protect him. You know, we can't do all this kind of stuff. He's sitting, but a lot of the some of the sacks are are, on, are, are on him, by him. Are on him. And Absolutely. If he's, and if he's going to continue to you know hold the ball on to hold the ball too long, he's going to continue to get injured. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, yeah. If he if he holds the ball, and there were plays where, you know, with with guys showing up on the line of scrimmage, uh, there were routes that I, as a defensive guy, I know that 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 you should go to right now. I don't know if that was in the was in the play call. I don't know if that was all instilled into the play call or not, but. Either way, Justin should, that's a pre-snap read for Justin, for Justin to, know, to, to know before the snap of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's, it's never going to be perfect. It's not. It's really not. But the kid does have a real skill set. He can throw the ball. He can run with the ball. You know, if he misses a week here, you know, in, in today's game, missing a week. It's in, nothing. In, it's nothing. Yeah. It's really nothing. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, everything that came back says that it was negative. You know, we don't know the, 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 how serious it is, how serious it is. I believe that, um, that with, with today's training, training room, you know, and, and his ability to heal, I believe that he'll be, he'll be back next week. Okay. You know, it, it, and, and listen, we bring in the next quarterback. That doesn't mean that that next quarterback is, is durable. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce, you know, one, of, one of Bryce Young's – biggest issues and he was the number one quarterback taken right now is that he's got a small frame yeah you know the biggest worry for the carolina panthers moving forward every game is if he gets hit oh my goodness are we going to lose him well caleb williams is smaller than fields too he's smaller than fields he's two inches shorter and he's about 30 pounds lighter so you know i before we get into caleb williams because we know you watch a lot of college football and we want to talk to you about that i i do understand what you're saying with justin fields and his development because a talking point that Adam and I had on the show last week was, isn't it amazing that Justin Fields plays his best in a game where the offensive line dominated from the start against the Washington Commanders? The line, the offensive line had their best game mm-hmm. against Washington, and then boom, Justin's able to find E.J. Moore, make the plays. He looks great. And he has, he has, he has what 
we would say probably our offensive line at, at, at full force. Yeah. Or close to full yeah. force. Everyone was pretty okay. much healthy. Yeah. All right. Now, we can't get our line to stay healthy together <laughs> for more than a game. But if we are able to do that, then there are rewards that come along with it, in my opinion. Absolutely. And yeah. I think, you know, like we mentioned, with, uh, with, every, with all the injuries, obviously now um, you've got guys that are going to miss maybe a couple weeks here, uh, and it's not going to be a consistent offensive line, but that's got to be something that Ryan Poles addresses in the draft too. Like yep. you don't necessarily need to draft guys in the first round, but you need to be able to draft depth. You know, they've gotten better depth in the secondary. I think guys stepped up the last couple weeks when, you know, when you've had Kyler Gordon out, you've had a yep. Gary Jackson out, guys stepped up. We need now that depth to be there on the offensive line because these guys, like, it's the NFL. No one's going to stay healthy. I, and I disagree with you. I need, <laughs> I need offense, defensive line, first round, second, like, load up. Studs. Load up on so the with me. best yes, that we can get. Hey, yesterday I said take a center first overall. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I need someone that can snap. Come on. To, to, Lan- <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Lance's point, though, you have the skill position players, theoretically, right? Like, because that's what I'm hearing you tell us is that Justin is the guy that can do it. Yes. Don't give up on Justin. It's not his fault that we are in this situation. We need to surround him with talent on the line, talent him. on the defense, and then he will be allowed to rise up because of that. Don't give up on him. I think that I think that same. I think that same sentiment works for. I think that same sentiment works for a lot of a lot of uh, quarterbacks that are above decent. It works for, but I think he's, I think he's above that. But with what we have, with what the Bears have, all right. Let's do this. Let me tell you this math. All right, the Bears. Yeah. The Bears are good every 21 years. All right. So if you go to 85, you go to 85. Yeah. All right. Right around 2006, the Bears are good again. It was a good year. Yeah. All right. It was a good year. It was a nice year, you guys. It was good. Right. So, so what I'm saying is, right now we have we have we have bargaining chips as a draft team. We have bargaining chips as a draft team. All right. We have a position where we don't have to. We don't have to draft a quarterback. We draft a quarterback. Guess what? We don't draft. We don't draft the top O-line. We don't draft the top D-line. All right, so tell me where that puts us if we go get this quarterback or we go get this wide receiver and we don't get an offensive line or defensive line. It puts us right where we are sitting right now talking about the same thing. Well, yeah, I mean, going into this game, uh, after Fields has had the two very good games against the Broncos and the Commanders, everybody's been saying the best-case scenario for the Bears is still – that Fields plays well for the rest of the season. You're not firing anybody. You're not drafting a quarterback. You're trading that first overall pick and moving down a little bit and yeah. then drafting O-line, drafting wide receiver, and drafting D-line maybe yeah. all in the first round, and then you're building around Justin Fields. The problem is now I don't know if they're going to get a proper assessment of what Justin Fields is, and given the circumstances, right, because you look at quarterback classes for the last few years, like this is the best one in good. a while. In it's, a while. It's but just like the amount of guys that you have yeah. at the top, right? And so to say that, hey, we don't know yet, we, but we don't know about the college guy yet, like you have to out, you have to figure out which well, best, ways Well, best, best more. case scenario well, is Fields figuring it, it out, yeah. right? And he's got to come back soon for yeah. you to figure it out. But it's not, it's not realistic to say that he just plays well for every game the rest of the season. Like, you know, it's, it's, He's going to play to the best of his ability the rest of the season. You know, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. You know, the, the you know, 
There's going to be play calls that we disagree with. There's going to be play calls that we like. You know, there's going to be things they do. Maybe they don't commit to running the ball Mm -hmm. on a game. We're like, man, why didn't they run the ball? There's a lot of things that go. There's a lot of intangibles that are going to go into the rest of the rest of these games. You know, and and when Justin is there, uh, I my hope my hope is that that he, of course, he progresses, but he progresses in a way that that makes sense for us. You know, what I mean, like it's 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 not a perfect game every game because it's not gonna it's not possible for him to have a perfect game yeah. every way down the road. Right, and and so then if we uh, those who want to look towards the future and suggest that Fields isn't the guy, what what did you make of Caleb Williams and what you saw on Saturday night against Notre Dame? I mean, he really struggled. Um, the the Fighting Irish have a much better defensive line. They kind of took it to USC and they were not prepared whatsoever. Uh, again, you can't take one game and, and kind of track out his entire uh, prospect uh, profile from that, but I don't know if he's the next Patrick Mahomes like people were kind of hyping him up to be in the weeks prior. Listen, I've watched Caleb Williams since he first got inserted at Oklahoma. Um, shoot, I, matter of fact, let me tell you, I was in Durango, Colorado. I was in Durango, Colorado on like a, a camping trip or something. Okay, I was doing, I was hiking. I, I, I think I saw a black bear along the way. It was kind of crazy. I had a machete. Really? All right, that's all I had to defend myself was a machete and loud noises. Okay? <laughs> well, tell us about this. Right. By yourself, you're on a trail, you have a machete. I had a machete. Yeah, it, you know, it? the thing, they have this big sign that says, you know, <laughs> the animals to look for on here is like rattlesnakes, you know, and, and skunks and black bears, you know, but chances of you seeing a black bear. All right. Anyways, I made it through the trip. All right. So, so did uh, you have to use the machete? I had. Listen, do I know how to? Yes. No, no. no. Did you, you have take, to? Did you? Have I was going to say you take the sharp end and you put no, it. No, into no, no. Did other you person. have to listen? Did you have to use it? No, I did not. Okay. I All did right. not. I did not. <laughs> you know, he respected my area. I respected his area. And he went on about the business. Uh, but like I said, so I, I remember going into a, a bar because it was one of the that was like the first week or whatever it was, and Spencer Rattler was starting, and then they took him out and, yeah. and put Caleb in. And I watched him, and I watched the first thing that he did. The first thing he did, he didn't throw the ball on time. He scrambled, scrambled around, scrambled around, and he made a big throw, big-time throw, okay? And he did this throughout the game and made big plays. So when, when I – and as I continue to watch him and when people say, all right, let's – he's the first-round pick, generational talent. You know, they use this term, generational talent, to say, all right, that disregard – so we have to do diligently to say this guy has to be the guy. All right? Right. Now, if you take if you if you if you don't like like Justin, okay, fine. You don't like Justin, but you don't get Caleb Williams to replace Justin. That's just replacing Justin with another Justin, you're going to have the same problem. Okay? That's all I'm saying about when it comes to Caleb. You know, there are other quarterbacks out there that will sit back in that pocket, they'll throw the ball on time. You know, that's the guy you're aiming for. You know, and if you're not aiming for that, then let's build this team. Let's build this team. Let's put the guys in front of him. Let's put the guys on defense, and let's dominate. You know, but you're not going to dominate by trying to replace the guys that you that you traded for at this point. And I think that, I, and I believe that Justin is that guy. He can do it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I watch a lot of USC games. I'm a USC fan. I watch. Uh, I do too. Yeah. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're. I'm going to move out of the way. I know you were watching two weeks ago. You too. I'm going to move out of the way. Which, by the way, we want to talk about a team that wasn't prepared to start a game. Holy crap! USC two weeks ago at home hosting Arizona. That was a team not prepared to play. And then 
they go to Notre Dame and get their butt whipped. So not a surprise. Uh, I would say this. I think it's funny to me that people go nuts over these Caleb Williams highlights when there's not a defensive player within 10 yards of him. And then he throws a touchdown pass, and the receiver doesn't have a defender within 20 yards of him. And then they're like, next Patrick Mahomes, next greatest quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, he could very well turn into something that's very good. It's just early season college football, playing against lesser teams. I'm talking Correct. about before the Arizona Absolutely. game. Absolutely. No, you're right. Some of, the early, <laughs> some of the early games, even the Colorado games, some of those oh, defensive yeah. lapses against yeah. Colorado, there weren't anyone near yeah. Caleb or the receiver, and people are touting him as this next great quarterback. And I'm sitting there watching the game going like, yeah, I'm glad SC's winning, but these are like they're going against really bad defenses. And Finally. Somebody who sees what I see. All right. See, there you go. <laughs> you know, and the, the other thing is, uh, you know, the, the other question is, hey, what do you think about Lincoln Riley? What do you think about Lincoln Riley? I'm like, well, Lincoln don't Riley. even get me started. I, I, Lincoln Riley. Tell me a good defense that he's had. Lincoln he's Riley. Had he doesn't, he hasn't had Lincoln one. Lincoln Riley hasn't won a big game in his life. He's been so loyal to Alex Grinch as his defensive coordinator, and they are unwilling to change anything. They have a bunch of guys who can't tackle. Right. They have a lot of transfers. Some of the transfers have kind of helped out this season, but their secondary it's is wild just, to me. It's just nuts. It's wild to me that you're you you're at a, a, a college at that caliber, and you're you're either recruiting players or or guys are attracted to come to play for a team that will allow so much yeah. defensively. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Let's say Justin's not in the picture. You're the GM. Who's your type of quarterback? Is it Caleb Williams, Drake May? Do you like what you saw from uh, from Penix, from Bo Nix this weekend? Those that that game this weekend. Like, where are you looking in, at college in the draft? I, Is there a young guy in the NFL that uh, perhaps? If 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 my quarterback if my quarterback is only at if if I'm only going to ask him to throw less than 18 passes a game, I'm going to go with JJ McCarthy. All right. If he's, right. got, if he's got to throw more than that in an NFL game, is that Michigan defense coming here though? Because that's that's what right, you know, and, and you got to have that whole Michigan offensive line too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, we're talking, you know, JJ, that's great. <laughs> I mean, their defense has been incredible. They haven't faced the first and goal yet. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, you know, watching him, I really like Michael Penix Jr. Um, he's got a slow delivery, but the guy is pinpoint, and he makes his read and he throws it. Mm-hmm. Makes his read and he throws it. But I, but I'm, I'm also a guy that like I, I, I watch uh, Josh Allen and what he does in that offense, and and when he runs the ball, and it's he's a force mm-hmm. when he runs the ball. You know, there's an element to that to what he's able to do. As a defensive guy, that 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 is that's astounding to me. I'm like, man, I would love to be able to have a quarterback that can do this and that. All right, that yeah. puts us on our heels. Well, when Justin's that, playing at his finest, that's what he that's, that's what he can be. Right, and so as a defensive guy, that's preparing my defense to play a quarterback that can do all of those things well is dangerous. I got to ask you this, because uh, being someone that attended a lot of your home games, yep. uh, there is nobody since you played in that Bears uniform. Now, I'm only 38, so I didn't go back to the 85 Bears and, and oh, see yeah. them, but um, nobody popped like you did. Uh, you, you, didn't hit, you hit people harder 
than anyone else that I can remember in a Bears uniform. Now, oh. Brisker has moments where he's, he's popped a little. Mm-hmm. But since you've played in a Bears uniform, I haven't seen someone hit people the way you Ooh. hit people. Well, thank you. Thank it was you. that defense. It, it was, was you and Mike Brown. Like, yeah, those two, yeah. like, Mike, Mike was hit. And, and when, you, when you would I, pop someone, the crowd... Everyone yeah. would lose it. Ooh, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> you know, this is interesting. You know, um, because I, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of the old guys. You know, and and I talked to uh, I talked to Lovey not too long ago, and I was telling Lovey about you know because I coach in Arizona. I coach yeah. I coach freshman football and I coach an AU football team. All right, both both of which have my my sons on the team. All right. And so one of the things that when Lovey called is that I was able to tell him, I'm like, listen, um, last week my, my, my freshman, they took the ball away eight times. You know, nice. you know he goes crazy over that. You know? <laughs> like, you know, because that, that's something that I learned from him. That's yeah. something that I really learned from him and getting to the ball and all that effort stuff and, and watching the group that I have, you know, they wonder why I'm, they're forced to, to score every time they catch the ball. And now it's like – it's such a habit that they're yeah. like, no, you got to score. You know, <laughs> you gotta, we got to – they're like, yeah. coach, we saw it over the weekend. We watched football. We got to take the ball away. We're going to score on defense, you know. And I was able to tell them, too. I'm like, listen, you know, Lance Briggs Jr., he's, I got him playing some three technique, you know, like Tommy Harris nice. was. You know, and it was just one of – it was just fun. And so when you mentioned, you know, how hard I hit during those days, a lot of people say, hey, you know – why don't you you should you should gear up you should play for this team i'm i'm never gonna play again you know but there's uh there's so many juniors marvin harrison jr yeah, yeah. that are that that are that that are being trained that are coming up through the ranks that that uh you know hell lose i'll tell you this shoot um my the high school my son plays at is playing the high school that uh brighter lacquer sons uh okay goes to oh, all no. right bash is playing chandler oh no all right his son is three years older than my son. My son's a senior. My son's a freshman. Yeah. All right. His son's going to Notre Dame. Who knows where my son? I don't. You know, if he's lucky yeah. enough, he's gonna get. A, he'll get a scholarship. They'll be three years apart. Maybe. That's just maybe. Cool. Yeah. They both get oh, drafted man. to the Bears. That'd three be cool. years apart. Is there, there like go. a dinner that on that cool. game? Do you guys have like a dinner <laughs> wagered on cool. that game or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> but that. But that. But that's where life is. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's where that's life awesome. Is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lance Briggs. It's Bears night in Chicago. We're presented by Miller Lite. We're at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. We have one more segment coming up. We'll be right back. Live from 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. Bears night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller. Light and Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Kevin, Sean, and Charlie producing tonight's show, our marketing crew, and everyone here at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. And thank you to Miller Light for having us out. Thank you for Lance Briggs who joined us tonight. Hey, Abdallah, next week, Monday night, 6 to 8, we will be in the city on the north side. Clark and Grace will be at Almost Home. We'll have Bears Night in Chicago in the city next nice, week. Nice, Presented by Miller Lite. Looking forward to it. That'll be great. That'll be fun. Lance, the Raiders are coming to town. Do you have any fond memories of facing off against the Raiders in your time? I got my first start against really? the Raiders. I grew up, you know, obviously I grew up in Sacramento, California, so the Raiders, are a big, they were always a big deal. I was more of a, a, a 49ers fan growing up, and then the Raiders came back from L.A. to Oakland, and it was just one of those deals where, you know, even in youth football, when the Raiders came back, it was it was Sacramento, the Sacramento Raiders starting the youth football team, and yeah. all the best players go there. Um, 
So when we played um, the Oakland Raiders, Rich Gannon, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, they're on that team. Yeah, sure. Um, I get a call from uh, Greg Blotch saying, hey, he's like, hey, rookie, it's like you're, we're going to plug you in as a starter. You screw this thing up, we're plugging you out. That's it. Bye. Click. Click on me. <laughs> um, and, of course, I called my mom. Like, mom, I'm starting to get my first start. It was also the first start for Charles Tillman. You know, we got our first start, and we have really never looked back from there. And that was That's awesome. So it was pretty awesome. That's we'll be great. listening to you on the pregame show with Sylvie and Dion, 10 o'clock, uh, coming up on Sunday. Bears and Raiders, you can hear the game right here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah, I'll talk to you tomorrow night at 6. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Black and Abdal, we had a great time here at 115 Bourbon Street with Lance Briggs. Give it up to him, and we're all presented by Miller Lite. Thanks again for listening to Bears Night in Chicago. Eberflus.